on page Kusamach Vav on the bottom of Kusamach Vav Imkeng Imkeng we're learning about Yerusha Einish something that we've we've all heard the wrong way all of our lives and, and we have to correct that and learn it in a healthy way but not to overlook it and that's an important Nakuda because you can't skip you can't skip Yerusha'inish. That's a very important Yisai that we've been talking about. You can't skip it. Because Yerusha'inish, fear of punishment, speaks directly to our bodies. Our Nishamas are very able. And the Nishamas can hear all kinds of nice ideas and concepts and svaras and nagunim and nekudim and alagitazahim. The Nishama can hear all kinds of things. But the Guf understands mamalashim, right? That's what we've been talking about. The Guf understands you're going to do this, you're going to get patched. You're going to get patched. And the Guf can understand that. So when a person is in touch with the Nisham and it's going well and he's happy and he's learning and he's davening his Gilad, so then, <coughs> then he doesn't have to refer to Yerusha'inish. He doesn't have to come to the place of Yerusha'inish necessarily during those better times because there are other things that are motivating him to do mitzvahs and uh, that are keeping him from doing a various Yerusha'inim was... Yes, there are Haris for the Bernishalom, he loves the Bernishalom, all kinds of reasons why he's not going to do a various. But when he's going through a bad situation and everything else is collapsing, and it doesn't have to be extreme. It's just that he's, he's not, he doesn't have a strong feeling of kesher uh, at that time. So when he's going through that, so then the only thing that really works is Yerushalayim. The only thing that really works is Yerushalayim. It's Gehanim. The next world, this world. That pachad, that fear of Yerushalayim, That a person that a person understands that there are consequences for what you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna pay for this, but not in some sort of a mysterious way. In a very real way, there are consequences. So then, at, at that at that point, then the person is like the child who understands that I might be able to get away with this and get away with that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my hand on that stove because I once did for a second and that hurts I'm, I'm staying away from that does a tzaddik feel the same way that we would that we would know not to put our hands on a stove that that's how tzaddik feels when he, when he thinks about Neveir Mamash like putting his hands on the stove it's a big madrega feel that way that should be clear to a person that doing something which is against the Ratz Hashem is against the Ratz Hashem it's the same thing as, as, as touching a, 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 a fire Akedekach is a clear thing, but as we said, most of us nowadays we don't have such a kachatziyah to think like that. So you know, to such a strong see in our minds. So let's continue. Imkain on the bottom of Kuf Samavov. Lefnei nekudes atziyah kishadam maschil lavaid al yiras einish. Now remember that at the end last week. The tzaddik here, the mechaber, told us something from Abchaskel, Abchaskel Levenstein. A yisrael from Abchaskel, that he says that that in our generation, people like us can live with this yisrael of how to develop yiras a yiras nowadays that could work for us. And what Abchaskel was saying is that when when you are only afraid of punishment, but you don't remember who's the one that's punishing. Then it doesn't work. That's what's happened. That's what's happened. Uh, we heard things about punishment, but we don't have a shaykh to the Rhenish law. So then it doesn't work. 
when you when you know who's the one that's punishing you, the same one that loves you, and the same one that's kissing you and hugging you and taking care of you, and he's the one that's punishing you. So then a person can combine the softer and stronger elements of your signage and it can come out in a normal, healthy way. Let's just read it. Let's read the paragraph before again, just quickly. Pachad, fearing punishment, it's not the fear of the punishment itself that should motivate you, or that will really work nowadays to motivate us. It's, it's, it's the feeling of who told you, and who told you, who warned you. There'd be a difference at work if some guy that sits at the next, next, next desk told you, you know, you better watch out because... That's not. I don't think that's a good idea. What you're doing at work, that way of doing it here is not. It's not a good idea. So you say, and you might get a little bit nervous because you know he's a smart guy until he gave that hard with you. But then, if like if the if if the boss comes by, like a big if a big guy comes by, and says, uh, I don't want to see you doing that again. You, you understand that there are different consequences by not listening to your friend and not listening to the guy. That's, that's, that pays, you know, that pays for, for you to work there. So there's a big nafkim in it. So the ikir is no longer, the ikir is not so much the oinish. It's not even the, the, the consequences or the punishment. That's of course important, but but remembering who is it that you're answering to. Who is it that's going to meet out the punishment? So he says... You have to know, he said, <coughs> the one who is doing the punishment, and who is doing the punishing, and he's going to come to collect. You have to know, he's going to come to collect. When a person remembers this nakuda, if you remember that, at the time that you're thinking about about the einish, about punishment, if you remember that the punishment comes from the Rebbein Shlomo, like it says in the Gemara, Rabbi before he died, and he was crying, and they asked him, "Why are you crying?" He said, "If I were going before a king who is a flesh and blood, who's Hayyim Khan, he's here one day, and the next day he's in the grave, just like me. I wouldn't be so afraid. But I know that I'm, I'm facing, I'm facing the Melech Malcha Hamlachim, who knows everything. He'll be here forever, and I'm afraid to give a din v'cheshmer." So when a person is misbeinin in Yiras Ha'inish and he's and he does it with Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the picture, not just that uh oh I'm going to get burnt or I'm going to suffer or I'm going to have this problem, but that it's going to be this encounter with Hakadosh Baruch Hu who's going to be doing the punishment, the punishing. That's different. In Therefore, the very beginning of working on this basic avayda of Yerushalayim which we learned everybody has to have the beginning of it is you should begin with, with talking to Kadjabaro this is what you say I'm already a bit of a London and I've learned that the, I've learned the different places in Chazal that there's, a, that there's a place of punishment after this world that's called Gehenna I've learned about it Who's the creator of this place? You. You're the creator of Gehenim. Who's uh, fueling the flames every minute in Gehenim? Who, who runs the place? You. 
Rabbi Shalom, Ata Matali, you told me, Rabbi Shalom, Shim Chasu Shalom, Yehudi Chayte, you've taught me that if God forbid a Jew sins, Ata Bechvait Chavasim Chatan Nishayisai, you're not handing me over, you're not handing me over to some guy with a pitchfork, you're not handing me over to the authorities, but you yourself, you yourself are going to punish me in Gehenim, in this way of punishment that's called Gehenim. Ata Bechvait Chavasim Chatan Nishayisai, I'm afraid of facing you and you punishing me in such a way. I'm afraid of that. In this way, this way you're not separating yourself from God, but you're connecting yourself and growing closer to God in the moment of Yerusha'inish. Yerusha'inish is a terrible, terrible turn-off. It's not supposed to be that way. But as we spoke about Barichas, nowadays it's a terrible turnoff because people don't like to talk about punishments and consequences and so on. It's a terrible turnoff when it's when it's uh, when it's the feeling that you're just being thrown to the dogs. But when when a person's every single second remembering that the Baruch Shalom loves you and he's cleaning you and taking care of you, and this is your whole tikkun in this world and in the next world, and for your netzach netzachim for you ever and ever and ever, it's not that you're just being handed over to a devil. But the Baruch is doing it. Why is the Baruch taking his time? He's, he's got a lot of stuff to do. Why is the Baruch taking his time to give you a, to put you through Gehenna? God forbid, I mean, the sinner, the chaytei through Gehenna. Because the Baruch Shalom is to peel away all that's bad and to fix, to fix everything and it hurts. It's kefelech. There's nothing in this world that we could imagine that hurts this way. But it's the Baruch that's doing it. He's the, it's, he's the, he's the balabas of Gehenna. And he's the one that told you that you're going to go to Gehenna if you do these things. And he himself is going to meet out the punishment. It's not coming someplace else. There's no system. That's what it is. So you haven't lost your contact with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in this in this uh, picture of Gehenna. You haven't lost contact with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's when there's a loss of contact that, it, that then you develop a religion that's called Christianity, where there's the devil and the devil made me do this, and then the devil's going to do this to me, and so on. Where you, lo- where you live like you, you live like a pagan. In a three-piece suit. And that's a pagan. That's paganism. He, you're not losing your ischabas to God's borough. And look how interesting it is. We spoke about this m- m- over a month ago. But have you ever seen any of the medieval paintings like about Kehan? Have you ever seen like Dante's, you know, uh, Inferno when they paint these things? There's some, there were some artists that were, good, they were geniuses they were, that they majored in these kind of scary paintings. You know, that was like were very, this Indian. They liked to paint. So you would think that after such stuff, you'd think that the people would, would talk and behave, you know. If you see stuff like that, you'd think it would put you in, in, it would put you into good shape. Not to do a virus. And if you hear the drushes of these people, like I spoke about a few weeks ago, of their galochim, of their priests and everything, you'd think that, that the world would be a good place. But... But that's not how that's not how it works. With all of the scary paintings, all the talks of Gehenna, go where the biggest talks are of Gehenna, and they're the biggest affairs that are taking place. Not because they're trying to fix it. The, those talks themselves are sending people to do affairs. The talks themselves, and even if you do it in yeshiva, God forbid, if someone the, the rebbeim that are doing it nowadays in yeshiva, that sends the boys to the biggest affairs, sends them right out. They might make a stop at home, you know, for a minute or two, but it sends them to do affairs because it's without the bunshlo. It's without the Marshall. It's just a pachet, a pachet, and people run away and recoil from pure fear. It's natural. Like you, you run away from a fire. You run away from anything scary. That's the nature of birth. They run away. 
So the more they hear about how scary it is, the more they run away. Unless the Rabbanu Shalom is there. You see, you wouldn't, you wouldn't run away like we spoke about it. If it's, if it's someone that you love dearly and that you trust and that, and that has constantly poured love upon you, then then it wouldn't be, then you wouldn't run away. If you understood it means that by my leaving, I'm separating myself from the one who I need more desperately than anybody, you wouldn't run away. But if you're, if you're not building up a person's love for Hashem and a belief in Hashem and the kindness of Hashem, and then all he talks about and all he hears about is what? Is, is um, how you get punished for this event or that event. And, that, and that's happening like, you know, in this place called Gehenim, the devils and demons and so on. And people just run away. And they run deeper and deeper into their avayas. They run away from them. They want to run away from all of them. Make believe it's not there. But if you know that the Rabbi Yishlam, every second is with you. And every single second of your life, he's feeding you and taking care of you and looking over and doing and doing and doing. And that same Rabbi Yishlam is going to give you, is going to punish you for what you did. You, that Nakuda is chabas, of being connected to God and maintaining that connection can transform unhealthy fear of punishment to a very, very healthy fear of punishment, which is more a fear of disappointing and hurting someone who was so good to you and someone who you love so much and who loves you so much. It's a different passion. He says, a person can be While you're imagining the punishments, cause because there are consequences. But the punishments are not separation and not something that comes separated from God, but it's at the hands of Hashem Himself. Now, Blil Ishtamish on page Kuf Samazan, Blil Ishtamish Vakar Hatsiya. In right Southern Lutness is here assigned this racist love, Likrav Mamar Chazal, Shemadav Malkach. A person nowadays, again, our koch to imagine things is not strong, we might not know what we're supposed to even think about. So obviously, a person needs to learn some chazals about this uh, scary subject. In other words, about suffering and about punishment and about Gehenim and about uh, even in this world we'll talk about in a few minutes. You need to you need to know what what is it that you know what is it that happens after a person dies. And even in this world, in your learning and and after your learning you say Tashem again. Why do you why do you create such a horrible place? I'm reading about Gehenim. I understand it's not something which is physical, it's something which is spiritual. But you're using these terrible descriptions. Why did you create such a place? You created such a place not because you want to hurt me, not because you delight like some devil in in, in hurting and punishing and torturing. That's not why you created this place. Why did you create a place like this that's called Gehenim? For one reason, so that I should be afraid to go there, and I should be a good boy. That's why you created this. Same thing when a parent creates a punishment. Why does he create, or give a punishment, name a punishment? He only creates that so the kid shouldn't do that. <clears throat> he just that the kid shouldn't do that. Not that he's he's waiting. I hope that like you know like the like the mouse. Like I, many times you heard Chaim Viska spoke about Kanoim. You know, they're very zealous Jews. So he said that there are two types, right? So I said the cat. There are two in the house that don't want the mouse. It's the cat and the balabas. But there's a big difference. The cat is so happy when the mouse shows up, so now he can destroy him. The balabas wishes that there would never be any mouse. He wishes that he would never have to deal with him. So how does a person think? So the Rebbein Shalom is 
in, in Christianity, it's like God is waiting. Yeah. And his, and his mouth is watering, waiting for the next customer, the devil. And you're going to get it. But he's waiting for customers. And he's out there to get you. To lure you in to, to his lair. And that he's going to get you. When a person knows that the Baruch Shalom created Gehenna, only that I should never, ever, ever have to go to such a place. That I should never have to be in such a thing of Gehenna. Only that I should be afraid not to go there. Same thing with the child. You only want that the child shouldn't get the punishment. You say, if you do this, then I'm not going to take you to I'm not going to take you to the park. And you, and the last thing in the world you want to do is, is is to punish the kid. You don't want you want to take the kid to the park. And when the kid doesn't, you say, well, you know, if you do it a second time, I want to take you. Then you've already lost. Every parent knows it's already found. If you do it again, then so the kid already sees that this is there's no ganeid, there's no ganeid. It's just I got I got fathers, you know, who's a pushover. So, but when, is it, when a person is really afraid, he knows there are consequences. There are consequences. So you say to Rabbi What do you want me to be afraid of? Really, you want me to be afraid of, of Gehenna, or do you want me to be afraid of you? That I should have you as Shemai. What do you want? You want me that I should live my whole life being afraid of some fires and bad punishments? Is that what you want from me? You don't want that from me. You want you want me that I should be afraid of you to do something against you. To be to do an avail. That's what you want. Mimchayizbar, only from you. You want me to be afraid of you. I have a problem. I don't feel afraid. In my mind, I learned and I know that there is a thing called Gehenna. And I read a lot of terrible things about it. And I know that you are the one that created Gehenna. And I know that you're the one that punishes the, the chaitim, the ones who sin in Gehenna. I, I know all of this, it's clear to me. But the feeling of fear of Gehenna is very weak. The feeling, I don't feel that way. It's not, it's not stopping me from doing this away. I know there's a Gehenna, and I know that. You're the one that's in charge of Gan. And I know that I should feel afraid of you to do this Aveyor that you don't want me to do. And I should feel afraid at least the Kalapachas of Gehenna that you're going to be placing me in and punishing me with your own hands, Kedyachal. I know all of that. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it strongly enough to, to, to go not to do this Aveyor. I don't feel it strongly enough. In other words, I feel that I'm going to do this Aveyor. Therefore, I'm asking you, Rabbi Shalom. Azor li, help me. Shafachem mi panecha, shatani shemi. I'm asking you, Rabbi Shalom, help me that I should be afraid that you're going to punish me. Help me to feel this terror and this fear of your punishing me. Bein ba'al mahadein, bein ba'al madasi. You're going to punish me, whether it's in this world or the next world. Ein yisurim b'li chait. It's a klal. The Chazal say, and it's amazing how many billions of people think that there's a way out. Ein yisurim b'li chait. There is no suffering without sin. There are consequences. There's no question that you're going to get it. It's not a shayla. Unless you do tshuva, of course. Not you do tshuva. But without tshuva, there's no shayla. 
There's no shayla. There are consequences. There's no shayla. There are consequences for the wrong things that a person does. And yet the world goes about its business of affairs. Oh, I thought this. this. Is it cold? Is this my imagination? But that's not a separate thermostat. Yeah. No, then don't do it. Then that's okay. I thought there's a separate solution. Um, so there, there are there are consequences. There are consequences. How come you're not thinking? See, everybody, I know in my head that I can't get away with this because you're not like some guy that at work that doesn't see or some. My wife might not see what I'm up to, so I can get away with something. But I know that I know in my head that you see everything. And you're not even like my wife, because maybe my wife is, my wife, uh, she's forgiven me a thousand times. But I know that unless I do tshuva, unless I change, I know that, that, that that's not how it works. That there's a din. And I have to, and I have to go through all kinds of terrible things, whether it's in this world or it's in the next world. Ben Ba'alma Haddain, Ben Ba'alma Das. There's no way out. Unless I do tshuva. So you have to ask Hashem to help you But I don't feel this I know these things in my brain But I'm st- I still feel a taiva Like I'm going to do this Avera anyway So you have to ask Hashem to help you We have to ask Hashem to help me That I should fear you It's not enough just to know it in your head It's not enough just to learn about Gehad Help me that I should feel a fear to do this affair that I have such a time to do help me to feel afraid which is a very hard thing to come to because that's why it sounds like it's an easy thing it's not because we naturally don't want to be afraid of anything we ha- we the thing that we're afraid of is being afraid we don't want to be afraid of anything we want to have a good life and everything you know we don't want to be afraid I was I was uh, driving with the kids you know, a couple weeks when we were passing through Crown Heights and one of my girls asked, my little one asked, Daddy, how do they even live over here? This is like the scariest place in the world. How, how do the Jews live in this place? Because they saw scary, you know, they saw scary looking people. So I said, the Rebbe told them to stay. And the Rebbe told them to stay. So, uh, so my daughter says, yeah, but how, how are you? Okay, that's very, the Rebbe told me to stay, but how are you not afraid to walk like how they see, like walking down the block? And then, <clears throat> so I said, when the Rebbe, and you believe in the Tzad, and the Rebbe tells you that you, this is what you have to do, then really, really, the scary people, really, uh, should be more afraid of the Hasidim. Bamas. With the real Hasidim, they're not afraid. The other way, the scary looking ones are afraid of those Hasidim. That's how it is. Our problem is we don't have, we don't have a rabbi, and when I have a, if you don't have a barishlam, this kind of rabbi, this kind of barishlam, hopefully they go together. And, and if you don't have any of that, then you're left up to your own devices. And I'm I'm, I'm afraid. It's a scary place. It's scary. That when a person when a person the emis feels when a person the emis feels that he, that. Emuna, and and he's not afraid of anything except Akadosh Baruch or the expressed will of the tzaddik, who he believes and is expressing the will of Hashem. Okay, for those chassidim, that's what they. So the Rebbe told him to stay in the neighborhood. They stay in the neighborhood. 
That's a madriga. Just like when the Rebbe tells you to go be a shliach in, in Timbuktu, that's what the Rebbe told me. I'm going. I'm not worrying about that. And I'll, I'll be happy in this place. You know, uh, there's no kosher shopping, no kosher gym, there's no Shabbos uh, Shabbos ophthalmologist or something. I don't think we can make it over here. They don't have that problem. They don't have that problem. The tzaddik said, "They're not afraid. They're not afraid that it was wrong, it was a mistake. They're not afraid of that. They're afraid of the of the tzaddik, of the will of the tzaddik. Again, which in a healthy in a healthy chassid, of course, is not separate from Hashem. God forbid. But I understand that there are something people that just becomes the rebbe, not the tzaddik. I'm not talking. I'm talking about bemis. Bemis chassidim. Bemis chassidim. Not mishiganis. But bemis chassidim." The tzaddik, the tzaddik is a kli to the Baruch Shalom in this world and the tzaddik said it's better for us to stay in Crown Heights that's the end of it they're not talking about it I'm not jealous of my of my cousin who has a, who has a you know, beautiful house someplace in some new neighborhood outside of Muncie with 10 acres and he only sees white people all day you know. no, I'm not that's not going to you know you know they're making drug deals on uh, on Kingston Avenue right down outside my window right and I hear, I hear at night, you know, uh, I hear either rap music or bullets shooting. Doesn't make no nafkim in it. I have such a hispilus in that when I see that. I, I, mean, I tell the children, they understand what it means. It's a big union. It's a big union like that. But the tzaddik says, no, not to be unhappy. Which us, more modern, non-Hasidic types, we're, we, we're, of course, a much better adjusted and we're happy people and everything else. We don't need any of that. Because we're not afraid of anything, right? We have, that's why everybody's like on some medication, right? this or that, to keep us somehow not from going crazy. You know, we shouldn't go crazy in the world. The year of Sarayinish is to do something against the will of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to, do, to do something against my Rebbe, what my Rebbe says, and to, and to live with that machshava wherever you are. What did my Rebbe say? If he saw me doing this, oh, so he could say the Rebbe doesn't see me. The Babishes, they think the Rebbe sees it. That's another Madraga. But to say this, true, there's truth. I guess from the next world there isn't anything like that. But the Varshalom sees, he sees everything. But it should be so clear to a person to feel that way. So you have to ask Hashem, help me to feel that way. Help me to feel that way that I, that I, that I, that I won't be afraid. I'm just reading this, this biography I finished on Rabbi Haskell Levenstein. I mentioned a few times in Shul. You saw Atzko put out this biography. I mentioned it last week. So Shanghai, you know they were in Shanghai. So it was being bombed day and night by Americans. At the end of the Muhammad it was being bombed day and night because the Japanese were there. So the Americans were going after the Japanese. The Shanghai is being bombed day and night. And the thousands and thousands of Yidden there, besides the Jews and the, the besides the Baruch, Yeshiva Baruch, the Jews, refugees from all in Shanghai because there there was pretty good, not the weather, but otherwise it, they didn't bother them. So. So the, it's describing the people that were with Rapkasko, how he walked down the street, like the whole city is collapsing, and and it's 110 degrees, and Rapkasko is working with this. Everybody's like down to the like the the, the talus cotton, you know what I'm saying? And 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 there are bombs and buildings collapsing, and Rapkasko says, "Just walk with me, nothing's going to happen." And they said that they didn't see on him in all of the years there that there was any change in his menuchas and nefesh, kihuza, and his and the tranquility 
of the Pascha. They didn't see anything change in, in how he was. He never ever, they said, he never ever took off his coat. That's covered at Tyre. He sat there like that. And we don't know what that means. They would go through 110, 120 with, with unbelievable with the humidity and how they lived over there with the disease and everything. So he says, once in the 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 Meshgich, was upset because the guys were taking off the jackets and sitting and learning in the shows. What are they supposed to do? So so Pascal, one time he said that Pascal pulled up his sleeve like this in his coat, and it was welts from the heat being held in. His whole arms were covered with horrible welts and and rashes and things like that. And so Pascal pulled down his sleeve, and after he said. I, I, the, the heat reaches me over here too, but it's covered a third when you when you learn to learn that to daven with a jacket, as he said. So one time he went like that. Just otherwise they said they never saw that he should move his head. And he said not only that, the, it says in the book that they couldn't take the pain. That's what they took it because everything was rubbing against with the heat and the humidity. Everything that, when it touches, I had last year this thing called shingles. You know this? You ever hear this? You had it? It's a skin thing. The the feeling of the clothing on your body. It's unbelievably painful. So the Bacham took off the took off their jackets. They had, they all had these horrible things on their body. And in Pascal, they never saw anything change in his demeanor, in his menuchas and nefesh. And he went like that. The whole Nocham, he went like that. And it's, it's the, what about being afraid? To be afraid? So Pascal said, he had, he had he had already. He was. He learned from his rebbeim and count not to be afraid. Only the Bansha, not to be afraid. So we also have a cabal like that, no? So what does it mean, a cabal like that, not to be afraid? There's only the only the Bansha, not to be afraid. So a person has to ask a kaddish baruch. Kachol maruch mavakish ma kaddish baruch sheyiske liknes is midas irgarsal. I know that I shouldn't. I know that there's no bond that could fall on me, unless unless it's written my name by you. I know it can't fall on me unless unless you t- unless that bo- unless it's supposed to fall on me. The same way I was saying, the guy walks down Kingston. He says, he, he he's how come he's not afraid? Because he has that emotion. Whatever it's, he's not afraid. Because if you believe one million percent that any hand that punishes you is, has, is the Baruch Shalom's hand, then there's no, and there's no one else that could punish you, only the Baruch Shalom. So then there's no bullet that's going to go here. There's no bomb that's going to fall on me. When you're on such a madrega, it's a very, very high madrega. We're not talking, we can't, we can, but we're not, it's not likely we're going to reach these high, high madregas of, of like these big sabikim to be able to walk like that in the bombs or something. We shouldn't know from it. But that is something to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to strengthen within us that fear to be only afraid of you and not to be afraid of anything else. Only of you. Amnam Yeshnam is in the Kudamukah. But there's a very deep nakud over here. It's not so simple. How afraid am I supposed to be? If a person's already madrega, where he's afraid of, of being punished by Hashem. So then you want to move and, and you want to acquire even higher levels of that. Fear of Hashem, of punishment. 
what happens? He says like this: Humafachid. He's already afraid. But Ah, Humafachid, Yamikach, Shulam Afachid, Maspik. You become afraid. Maybe I'm not afraid enough. You can start to go like crazy. I'm afraid, but maybe I'm not afraid enough. And you begin to be afraid that you're not afraid enough. You have to daven the Hashem. Help me to be afraid in a, in a healthy way, just so that I shouldn't be doing a way. It's not to make me crazy. Because there are people that are crazy, they become crazy. And you have to ask the help me that I should have the kind of fear of punishment and the kind of fear of you that will not this it will not cause me to become a person that's not well. It will not cause me to be paralyzed. It will not debilitate. My simcha sechayim. I should be a person that's happy and can be play with my kids and be a happy person. Just Rebbeinu help me that I should have a fear of punishment that will prevent me from ever going against your will. So, that will prevent me from sinning. That that's what I want. That I shouldn't do avayus. Help me to feel that fear. Not that I should walk around being afraid like people are afraid to go anywhere because. Uh, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a bad person. So now the the sky's going to fall on me. The the, the, the airplane's going to. I can't go on the airplane. Why? Because I can't go on the airplane because yesterday I didn't, I didn't wash my hands all the way. So maybe now this airplane's going to crash. There are a lot of people that are like that. That it's very unhealthy. Their their year is because has, has caused them to become neurotic, uh, neurotic unhealthy people. So he said, help me that the pachad that I feel should be a pachad only for this." A pacha that keeps me from doing anything that's against your will. Not a pacha that keeps me from going to work, that keeps me from going on an airplane, that keeps me from getting in a car, that keeps me from being a happy person. A pacha that keeps me from going against your will. That's the pacha that I'm asking you to help me with. You have to daven a lot for that. Im ha'adam lo If a person does not feel so afraid of Gehenim. Nowadays, especially, most people are not really afraid of Gehenim. Like we said, we were never there. And most people are not afraid of Gehenim. We're more afraid of of being, let's say, you know, being in a bad neighborhood at two in the morning without a chaver, right? Without your friends. We're more afraid of that than being in Gehenim. So we're missing that natural pachad that a Jew should feel for Gehenim. Allah lives most of Baruch Lovakish money. Therefore, you have to always dive into Hashem and ask Him. Rebbeinu Shalom. Him at the lohe yisa kaiser b'svarim shetzarich lavel yiros aynish lohe yisi oivet. Rebbeinu Shalom. If you didn't have it written in the svarim, if it wasn't written in the svarim that I have to work on this yiros aynish, I have to tell you the truth. I don't actually feel afraid of Gehenim. I'm afraid of my boss. I'm afraid of my wife. I'm afraid of I'm afraid of dogs. I'm afraid of cats. I'm afraid of the, my shadow. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid. But I'm not afraid of Gehenna. You know why? I never saw Gehenna. I'm afraid of I'm afraid of Bethesda because I, I I I drove through there. You know I'm I'm afraid of uh, I'm afraid of um, high mountains or whatever because I I uh, you know I once you know, almost fell off the mountains. I'm not, I'm afraid of that stuff. And I'm not going back to that. And I'm not going back to a high mountain because I'm afraid of that. But Gehenna? Gehenna, if it wouldn't be written, if it wouldn't be written in this form, I wouldn't be naturally afraid of it. So Lama Bakal Aifanami Aivalakak, see it's the why am I working on this fear of a place that I've never been to? Why am I working on I'm having on having a, a year, a pacha of of something that I've never seen. Why am I working on it? Why, why am I doing that? 
I'll tell you why. You know why? Because you want me to be that kind of a person. You want me, because you only created Gehenim, so that I should work on being afraid of Gehenim, so I shouldn't have to go there, so I should be a good boy. You want me to be this way. That's the only reason. On my own, I wouldn't read these books, and I wouldn't know about it, and I wouldn't think about it, being afraid of some afterlife and what happens, or even of punishments in this world. I'd rather just be like, uh, you know, I'd just rather be a happy-go-lucky guy that doesn't think too much about this stuff. On my own, I wouldn't really think about anything morbid or dreary <coughs> or scary. I'd just like to think about good stuff. I have enough of my own fears. You know, I'm, uh, I'm afraid of the dark. But I have to be afraid of Gehenna. On my own, I wouldn't think of this stuff. So why am I thinking about it? No, I, was, I'm a, I have a time to do an avail. I have a time to do an avail. So it's a guy's going. A guy, is, a, a guy is going someplace, and he's there by a computer somewhere, and no one's going to know. And he has a time to look at the wrong thing. So... So he said, "Time to do an avail. So, I, I, on my, on my own, I would do this avail. I have a time, and I feel like doing this. And I'm trying. I'm asking you to help me be afraid of you. Help me fear the consequences of turning on this this website. Help me fear the consequences of this act. That you're gonna. Everything that I read about and that I'm reading about Gehenna, that's going to fall on my head." Help me realize that you've even written things in your Yosrama about how this could even hurt my, ch- my children. Even the grandchildren who I might not even have yet. Or great-grandchildren. They could be affected by my doing this. Help me to feel this. On my own, I just feel one thing. Turn on this website and just lose myself in that time. Just lose myself in that time. I'm asking you, I don't naturally, I'm not naturally afraid of the things that I've read about Gehenna and about what this could do to me, to my kids, to whatever. I'm not naturally afraid of that. But you want me to feel afraid. Because you want me not, because you, you created a whole system to prevent me from doing an Hevera. Why did you create a system to prevent, which is Gehenna and punishment? Why did you, in this world, the next world, why did you create that system? Because you love me. Because you love me you don't, and you don't want me to. You don't want me to, to, to ruin my life. Because if I look at this, it's going to ruin me. You don't want me to do that. Because you want to be close to me. You want me to be close to you. And if I do this, it's going to drive a wedge between us that I'm going to be sick about and sick to myself about. And it's going to hurt my whole life. So you want me to, you want me to stay away from this. So you created a Gehenim, so I shouldn't do this. But I'm asking you to feel this way. Because in my head, I know this is true. But it's still, I still feel like I'm going to do this available. I'm asking you. Again, I've said this before. I want you to, I know that you want me to think about this and you want me to remember the punishments and the consequences so that I not do this available because you love me. You don't want me to do this available because it's bad for me. Therefore, I'm asking you, Help me to acquire this Mida, to feel this Mida of Yerusha'inish. Because, why? Because it's your Ratzin. You, not because there's some devil. It's because you want me to be afraid of these punishments that, will, that could await me, God forbid, if I don't, if I don't do Truman, if I do this Avera. There are Ainshim. 
And this is my greatest way of loving you and honoring you and trusting you and believing in you is by being afraid of your punishing me. That's how I honor you. That's how I serve you. Right now, my way of serving you is to be afraid of you. My way of serving you is and my way of honoring you is to be afraid of the punishments that you have told me will await me if I do these things. That's how I love you. That's how I honor you. That's how I respect you. Marshal to what can this be compared? Of Aimel Abdullah, your father tells his son, If you don't do what I'm telling you, then you're not going to go on the trip. Then you're not going to go on that trip you wanted to go on. Some parents have heard this type of response. So I won't go. But it always leaves a father in a very bad situation. Right? When you have that, if you do that, because you, you're, you're, you're hoping that when you say that, the kids can say, okay, okay, daddy, okay, okay, okay. I'm I'll, I'll, be, I'll be good. I'll do what you told me. I won't do what you told me. I'll be good. But when the kid says to you, so what? I won't go. And now the kid says, all right, I'll pay for it myself. You know, like that, as your nine-year-old takes out his own credit card or, you know, uh, for his own, his own ATM machine. He said, hey, where'd you get that? He said, my mommy gave it to me. You know? So oh, that's okay. I'll take care of myself. You know. So, so I won't go. Look, possibly close. The kid says, I don't care at all anyway about that. I, I don't care about the trip anyway. I, I, I won't go. I don't care about the trip. That's an unbelievable, terrible thing to hear. Shemilvad hazilzul ba'atzam chinesh latiyu. That that besides the unbelievable zilzul that he's that he's mocking and making fun of this trip, but the father built up to be a nice trip, right? The kid's making fun of it, so that he could say shuhulay mashanalav. Which really the father doesn't care about because the whole reason the father was going to take was going to be on the trip was to, was to make the kid happy, right? The father doesn't care, so he's not. So I'm not going to the park today. We're not going to go to the Yankee game today. So the father care unless the father's a bigger baby than the kid. Was the father care? So the father gets oh, he gets to stay home. So Michaya, you think he wants to go schlepping? He was going to take the kid. That's why it's the chutzpah is unbelievable, right? So you say to the kid, if you don't do what I'm telling you, we're not, then, then we're not going to go on this trip. So the kid says, oh, that's wrong, go. So on the trip itself, the father doesn't care about the trip because the father didn't need that to begin with. He wanted to make the kid happy. That's not the main thing, not going on the tiyul. That the father not going on the tiyul, but what is it? Munach b'divir ha'ben zilzul b'syachasus l'tsuasas har. It's a zilzul. It's a making a mockery of what of, of how of, of how he relates to the way that the father was trying to the father's trying to warn you you better do the right thing you have to do the right thing if not you're going to be punished and you're going to lose the trip so the kid says so I don't care I don't care about the trip the kid misses the whole point he explains the covet of Hashem himself it's the covet of Hashem that you take the punishment seriously. If you say, "All right, I don't care," so the Rishon says, "If you do that, if you do this event, you're going to Gehenna." You know that? She said, "That's all right." <coughs> Is there any bigger zilzal to the Rishon? It's the whole bri of Gehenna. But the Rishon was worried that Gehenna's going out of business. It's always busy in Gehenna. So the Rishon's not worried that, that I, I can't believe I, this guy. You know, I'm losing a customer. He's not losing a customer. He'll, wherever he wants you to go, you'll go. That's not it. 
The Bani says, if you do this Aveir, I want you to realize there are consequences. You're going to go to Gehenim for this. Do you understand that? And your response is, I hear what you're telling me. I don't care. I'll suffer the consequences. The Zilz and the Bani to say, the Bani says, the whole reason that I created Gehenim was that you shouldn't do that Aveir. The whole reason I'm telling my kid, the whole reason I'm, I'm taking my kid to the game is because I love my kid and that my kid should be a good boy, right? But I need, I need to go to the game. Sometimes when you see fathers that take their sons to, to the Little League, which I have to admit, I never did that. I never took my kid to the Little League, ever. And I did it for the reason. It's not that I didn't play ball with my kid and I, we didn't have fun, but I never took him to Little League. Because I was always afraid of watching, that my kid should see adults act dumber than kids. And I want them to have their heritage for, for people. When you see when you see sometimes the fathers the way they carry on. I'm not talking about the velt, but the going you hear things, crazy things, people yeah, mamish meeting which I heard about things. But I, I saw enough when I was growing up and my father never my father well, one time we well, he, he can't be played by I told him that he was right here. Right. Yeah, right here. That was that was enough for me. That was it. But my father couldn't care less. Couldn't care less about going to a game. But you have sometimes these fathers that they take the kids to the game and the kid better win. The kid better perform. But the father's covered, you understand? I'm not talking about that because then you're dealing with very, very, very sad situation. I'm talking about usually the whole reason you're going to take the kid to play was to make the kid happy. Well, the whole reason you made up a punishment, you said to the kid, if you don't, if you don't, you know, Christ. If you don't put the, if you don't clean up after yourself the table or something, so then uh, if you don't clean up the table, so then uh, I'm not going to read you the story tonight. I'm not going to read you that time. It's the whole meaning of the story, the whole meaning of the punishment. It's not that it should come to that. It's just that the kid should be about their house that cleans up after themselves. So the kid says to you, "So what? You don't read me the story. Oh, I don't need it." So the father stands there like you, you feel like you don't know what to say when you hear that. Because what do you think? What do you? I, I need. You think that I, I wanted. You think I, I need to tell stories at night? I'm exhausted. The whole hechat timsa telling you a story is what is usually about their hearts. So not when you're not about their hearts, you're bigger mechutzah. Because you mezalzul in the whole Indian of what I wanted to do to make a punishment for you. Mezalzul in the whole punishment. You mezalzul in the reward. You mezalzul in the punishment. You mezalzul in the stories that I've ever told. He's telling me I don't really need your stories. And then I may, I don't, I don't care if you don't tell me a story. You must on the whole thing. Kreidis Baruch Hu, when he's explaining the Nimshalism, the Baruch Hu, Kreidis Baruch Hu, what? She'etzim etziyushu shagehanim, yeklila hatiyas, the only reason the Baruch Hu made a gehanim, he made up a punishment, which is, exists. Well, just so that you should be a good boy, that we should behave, and we shouldn't do the best, and we shouldn't have to go to that place. And all he wants is that what? That, that fear of, of the consequences should remind you to remind you who created Gehenim and who's going to punish you. To remind you that I'm the, I'm the Rebbe Shalom and have their hearts for me. Don't do this Aveira. I'm telling you not to do this Aveira. If a person says, alright, so send me to Gehenim. He doesn't, doesn't bother. He's not afraid of it. He's not afraid of it. He's not afraid. It means means that you're not afraid of the one who made Gehenna. 
That doesn't mean anything to you. It's a zilzal of Kavad Hashem. It's a zilzal of Kavad Shabbat. So a person is so provocative because Rosh Yazal is Shifachim Mayach. If they ask the Bereshit, I tell you the truth, I read about all this stuff. I, I read about what we just learned. But I don't feel it. I feel a tiger to do this event. I don't feel this pachan. I don't feel this, but help me. At least if you ask Hashem, help me to feel I'm not mazazel in it. I want to be afraid of this. I want to, I want to be afraid of, 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 of the consequences. I don't feel that. That's what the kid says that. It's very different. Look, if the kid says, what do you say? Uh, if you say to the kid, if you, if, you, if you don't do your homework, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send you to bed without supper or something like that. So the kid says, okay, I'll eat tomorrow. That's a big zilzal in the whole inning of the father, in the whole inning of, of COVID, in the whole inning of, of what he's supposed to do, in the whole inning of the punishment, is mazazalim. But if a kid would say, if a kid would say on a different occasion, you know, I have to tell you the truth, Daddy, that I don't find like it's a scary thing not to eat you know, a little bit for now. It's, so I, I can manage that. Not only that, when you're sleeping, I came down and I take a snack you know, from the fridge. I'm, I was alright. I mean, I, I, I survived. So, uh, help me in some other way. Help to, if it, no kid would ever talk this way. This is just an imagine. Help, he says, Daddy, help me with some other way to keep me from going against you. Help me in a, in a better way that I should be a good boy. Because the, the, what you set up for me is not working. Doesn't doesn't get me worked up enough. Give me no no kid ever talk to because they're lucky if they get out alive, right? And they're lucky if they get that tiger. Okay, that's when you're little kids. Because what 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 would bear thinking a little kid want? He, he doesn't want to clean up. Okay, just kafela. But but as we get older, then we really you know it gets it gets serious. Because then then we're talking about various little kids don't talk various. Hey, they stay misbehaved, they don't have misbehaved, what we do, we love various, grown-ups do bigger various. So to ask the Baruch Shalom, help me that she feel a pach. Because I don't feel it. So I want to understand, so critically you have to learn what Ganim is. Right, that's not such a pleasant limud. But there are limudim like that, probably in English by now too. But there are limudim to understand. And as we're going to talk about in the next parak, there are Yisurim in this world too. There's things to think about in this world, suffering at lower later. But help me to feel this fear. Zui and Nakuda are trying to be here. This is the first Nakuda of year. Hanik race, which is called Yerusayanish. Yazagash Rosh and Nizke Kolon Laknaisa. Vala Livnais is Midas Ahabas Hashem. And of course, we're supposed to build upon this basic Yerusayanish. Keep us from doing a verse. That's not the Tachlis to live like that. That's not what we're supposed to be living with. We're supposed to build on that Yerusayanish. Ahabas Hashem. Kirvas Hashem. Gvegas Vesh Brok to be attached to Hashem, to be close to Hashem's Brok. That's that's what we have to we have to we have to be built on a, on the bottom floor on the foundation of, of a strong and clear Yerushalmiish. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start back to Zion next week. Tuesday night in Eishkai. There's some of most some of you if you're nearby. So Reb Simai, the Tzadik Reb Simai, Zerberg from Yisrael is going to be in, in the shul. I don't have the exact time yet, but but Jeff will know. I guess Shalom and Ezra is not here. But uh, we can ask get an exact time. It's Kedai if you have if you've never seen Reb Simai or. And it's in English, not in Yiddish, in English. So uh, it's good I just to, to be in the presence of a person like that and to hear what he has to say. So we'll get you the time for that.